0: Hello, my name is Mallory Jenna Robinson. Join me on A Hateful Homicide, a true crime podcast dedicated to telling the stories regarding the murders of transgender, gender non-binary, and gender diverse community members in the United States and abroad. This is A Hateful Homicide. 911,
1: what's your emergency? Yeah.
2: transgender woman has been shot and killed in North Baltimore, Alpha.
1: In the US, trans women of color have a life expectancy of just 35 years. This happens on a daily. Another one of my friends got killed right up the street from here.
0: It- These cases are true. The victims are real. And their voices matter. This is a hateful homicide. The Murder of Bella Barbie Jaheen Peel. Sunday, December 13th, 2020, Pritchard, Alabama.
2: Jack-a-lo-ho. Family whose son was murdered this week is calling it a hate crime. The prosecution of that will prove difficult in Alabama. Gender identity and sexual orientation are not protected classes under the state's current hate crime statute. This image was taken as Jaheem Pugh left home for the ninth Saturday to go to a party in Pritchard. His parents believe Jaheem's appearance was the motive for his murder. We got deal with
1: when we close, that's what we think that that's the motive it. the to to
2: His father says Jaheem identified as a gay man who sometimes dressed as a woman. James Lee James Jr. is charged with murdering him. The Richard police say right now there is no clear motive or hard evidence pointing to it being a hate crime. If that changes, prosecution in state court of a hate crime wouldn't happen. In Alabama, sexual orientation and gender identity are not protected classes under the current hate crime statute. Federal law, however, does allow prosecution of hate crimes motivated by the victim's sexual orientation or gender identity. I think Local activist Brian Guenmajor says this unnecessary killing is prompting an important conversation for our community like sexual orientation and identity
1: should not be reasons for taking someone's life. Um, I believe that it stems from ignorance, from not being educated on these subjects, and fear of someone that is different from yourself.
0: It's Saturday, December 12, 2020, in the town of Pritchard, Alabama, a suburb of Mobile, the Third largest city in the state. It's the hometown of 19 year old gender non conforming teenager Bella, Barbie, and Jaheen Peel. Bella, Barbie, Jaheen, I'm going to also actually refer to as Bella for this episode. My audience, thank you all so much for being here today. This case goners so much conversation around expression identity, attraction, and violence. What happens when a 19-year-old beautiful African-American gender non-conforming teen goes out in their pride color rainbow jumpsuit on the night of December 12th? They arrive on Rosedale Avenue to attend what they dub as the party of the year. They're expected to dance with friends. There's over a hundred people at this party. And Bella is there to have a good time. And that is exactly what she's doing, as seen on some social media feed. However, in walks James Lee James Jr., a 33-year-old Black cisgendered man. He walked in around the early morning hours of December 13th, which would have been that Sunday, and he found himself attracted to Bella. And as we go through this case, again, we're going to talk about the, the pieces of this and also, you know, the pull towards this case in regards to my home state of Alabama, me being from there, but also just resonating with this situation because one of the things that is so pivotal and kudos to Tiffany Pugh and the entire family um, the mother of Bella Peel, The work that is being done right now from 2020 onward has been so amazing. There, as you heard my audience, there's no state protections classifying what happened to Bella as a hate crime. It would not be considered that way for the state of Alabama. However, we know uh, federally this would and could be classified as a hate crime. Because what happened to Bella, this hateful homicide that bestowed her on the early morning hours of that Sunday, December 13th of 2020, just two weeks from Christmas, three weeks from the 2021 new year, it's wet and it's cold, she's out wearing again this beautiful pride-colored rainbow jumpsuit. She has on uh, this nice, you know, really patterned jacket to keep her warm in the December night. And, you know, this case involves a lot of social media. It involves a lot of judgment and ignorance, especially when it comes to Bella just being herself. And so what's really heartbreaking is that, you know, as we go through this case, there's so many different pieces of this hateful homicide, when you think of those sequence of events leading from that Saturday night up until that Sunday morning around 2 a.m. when Bella took her last breath, and you go and you just think of how all of this played out and how it could have ended so differently if people are willing to get educated. And that is what the activist was speaking about this fear and this ignorance of the unknown and seeing someone who expresses differently. And then of course you have the backdrop of the South and Alabama, the, the beautiful, which it is. It is, um, its nickname is the beautiful and it is a beautiful state in my audience if you've never been. A beautiful place to grow up in terms of its geography, but in terms of its, you know, constitutions and legislative processes for trans folks, non-binary community members, it's nonexistent. And one of my really good friends, Derenisha Duncan with org out there, hey girl. She um, is in Dothan, Alabama and has amazing resources. So if there's any of my community members that are out in Alabama and need some additional resources as a trans and or non-binary or non-conforming community member, as well as expansive, please feel free to reach out to Derenisha Duncan. And again, I'll have those resources available. Um, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. I do also want to pose a question and you can also see this question on Spotify as well. Please feel free to respond. I would love to see your feedback, my audience. Do you think James Lee James Jr. um, intended on committing this hateful homicide on that Sunday, December 13th of 2020, just a little over a year ago. So please take a moment if you get a chance and I would love to hear what your thoughts on that. But let's dive into this case. So we have, again, Bella Leafs, the home that she shares um, with her mom is, you know, Unit 40 in the Sherman Way District and, She's heading to the party of the year. It's over on Roseville Avenue. Some people she knows, some people she don't. But she's excited to go and get out of the house. Bella, who again, is known for being just so bubbly and always wanting to be herself. And you're gonna hear from her mother um, about how Bella's mantra was just mom, I'm just being me. I'm just being me, and that really speaks to the essence of Bella, and it speaks to the core of who Bella is, as a, as a youth, as a teen, as someone who is full of life and energy she arrives to the party around 10 30 p.m on saturday december 12th of 2020. she's there and again her, her one piece having a good time she's dancing They're playing all types of music from rock to rap to hip-hop to R&B. everyone's having a good time alcohol is flowing you know just being very transparent You know, marijuana was also being smoked. Everyone's just, you know, having a relaxing time as they're getting ready for the winter holidays. Around 1.30 a.m. on that Sunday, December 13th, 2020, in walks James Lee James Jr. He, again, is described as a 33-year-old cisgendered black male who was out on parole for the attempted murder shooting of another individual in another county in the state of Alabama. So he has a gun, a 22 caliber that he has with him, and he goes to the party. Was he looking for violence? We don't know. Nonetheless, he lays his sights on Bella, who is dancing, and Sean Quincy, one of the earwitnesses and eyewitnesses, as well as others, was at the party and had filmed Bella dancing earlier within the night once she had gotten there and some of the social media comments centered around oh Bella is not a cisgendered woman do not be quote unquote deceived so Sean Quincy was already capturing this footage when you know in walks James Lee James Jr and he finds himself attracted to the pretty 19 year old teen who's dancing in their pride color jumpsuit, one piece jumpsuit. And the next thing we know, um, James makes a remark that he finds Bella attractive and he wants to dance with her. And someone makes reference to the point that Bella, it does not identify as a cisgendered female and as a result within 30 minutes of that information Bella Pugh would be landed on the ground bleeding out from three gunshot wounds and what's heartbreaking is is that the fury that went into this so expeditiously I mean it was so quick my audience you literally go from this individual walking in to a party, again, of some people he knew, some people he didn't know. He did not know Bella prior to this. He just found himself setting his sights on Bella. And when he found out that she was not cisgendered, a cisgendered female, he grabs her off of the dance floor, takes her out of the home on Rosedale Avenue, confronts her about this whole situation. How dare she comes here dressed, expressed. Bella, who is known for advocating for herself, spoke up and she said, I am me. I am proud to be me and stay out of my way. And when these exchanges happened, James Lee James Jr who already was out on parole, was let out for the shooting incident that was garnered an attempted murder on another person's life, is carrying a gun, illegally, pulls out that gun, and shoots Bella. And what's sad my audience is that the same individuals who were filming Bella earlier, dancing and having a good time, These same individuals also captured her last moments and streamed it live on Facebook. And when it was streamed live, the comments that were made was, this is what happens when you dress like this. This is what happens when you wear a dress. No CPR. No emergency services, no support or aid rendered to Bella. She's dead. And when the ambulance gets there and they get her to the hospital in Mobile County, where she's pronounced dead, you know, there was some, you know, suggestions that maybe her life could have been saved if CPR had been rendered, especially according to her mother, Tiffany Peel. And so again, by 2 a.m. Central Standard Time in Pritchard, Alabama, this again is a a suburb, a rural suburb of Mobile, Alabama, and you know, off of the Atlantic Ocean. This is the very southern tip of the state. And you have this beautiful 19-year-old black, gender non-conforming teen who was laying out on this cold wet ground and her one piece and her coat and no one offered services and though ambulances were finally called and she was finally you know uh, finally arrived at the emergency room where again she was pronounced dead for Tiffany Pugh Bella's mother this was too little too late Bella Pugh, born in 2001, the child of Tiffany Pugh, Deandre Brown, and Antonio Rocks. Bella had a a host of siblings, aunts, and uncles, and cousins, and grandparents, blessed to have three parents, two dads, and a mom, was very loved and affirmed. And Tiffany, as you will hear, will state, i put everything into my child the love and the support and the affirmation and tiffany loved bella Jaheen also as referred to and what's heartbreaking is, is that now Tiffany has been plunged into this advocacy role of being the face of this change for Bella, for other community members like Bella. And one of the things that Tiffany says and notes repeatedly is that she wants no other parent to ever go through what she went through in losing Bella got so heinously by being shot three times throughout the body. And then to have your child's hateful homicide filmed on social media with comments, blaming the victim. It is one of the most heartbreaking cases. And again, being a native of Alabama and being born there and knowing all too well the discrimination the phobias and fears of cis men when it comes to the attractions that they have towards feminine expressive folks, especially those who are not cisgendered women and the contradictions and the conflictions that happens with that. The impacts, the violence, the trauma. And this is exactly what happens over and over again. And in 2020, Bella was one of 46 victims due to hatred and homicidal violence. And I tell you, my audience, it is important that we talk about this. And again, that's why I wanted to, you know, really bring attention to this case because of the fact that it is in a state like Alabama, a state that does not provide protections, that does not classify Bella's case as a hate crime, though it is federally, but not on the state level. So what we have to do is continue to work as a community as someone who's a native of Alabama, who will always be an Alabama girl at heart, a Southern girl, sweet home Alabama girl, we have to begin to change the policy so that way cases like Bella's do not go unnoticed. So that way they get justice. And so that way they can be classified the way that they deserve to be classified, which is as a hate crime. The reality is is that James Lee James Jr. went there looking for trouble. You don't go into a party that's described as gonna be the party of the year. Over a hundred people there having a good time, dancing, singing, smoking, drinking, and in walks this person who's already out on parole, who's been let out, who shouldn't have been let out, but was let out for attempted murder with the same type of violence, gun violence, which is what took Bella's life. And then you go in and you do the same thing not even three months later of being released. How are we as people making sure that we're gonna hold my beloved state of Alabama accountable? We have to, my state, we have to do better. We have to begin to change these laws. So that way victims like Bella, victims of other A trans-existence will get the justice that they deserve. So that way Tiffany and DeAndre and Antonio all are getting justice for their child. Bella, Barbie, Joaquin, Pew. And so that is what this case is about because Bella should be able to be herself. Bella should be able to express themselves and be himself and however that looks, rather it's dressing up as Dorothy for Halloween or rather it's walking along the streets of Paris, which is one of the things that Bella aspired to do and was making traveling plans for 2021 for her 20th birthday. And those plans were Plunged and shattered and erupted when the hateful homicide occurred on Sunday, December 13th, 2020 at 2 a.m. Central Standard Time in Pritchard, Alabama. Now what I want to do is fast forward to that Wednesday, December 16th, 2020. It's around 8 p.m. Central Standard Time when the perpetrator, the alleged perpetrator, James Lee James Jr., is being apprehended. This is what he has to say to the ambulance, who is also part of this conversation right now, as you can hear. But also, most importantly, the media, the media individuals who are a- interviewing him, and this is what he ultimately has to say to them about this hateful homicide of Bella Pio. it wasn't me.
1: I know that much. They know who it is. But it's all good. I'll be out soon. Believe that. Yeah, whoever did, you need to come fess up to it. Oh, all you motherfuckers talking about, I did it. Okay, you know, know I ain't do it. Watch, Y'all need to come down here and fess up to them, man. It. For real. Why right are here right now? Huh? Why are you here right now? Come down here. They told you to come down here to talk to them. Now I'm being arrested. For for yeah, I'm arrested for nothing, and I don't appreciate none of this at all. Now I'm going, I'm going to the metro for what? And I, I, and I, I want a lawsuit. When y'all find out it wasn't me, y'all taking me to jail. I want a lawsuit.
0: James Lee James is then taken to the Mobile County Police Department. The detectives on the scene of the initial scene of Bella's hateful homicide on that Sunday morning was looking for James Lee James or they wanted to initially know who was the perpetrator. Uh, Over a hundred people was at the party. Someone saw something, someone heard something. Well, Detective Paul Masters and the rest of his team immediately wanted to know who shot Bella. Well, because of the fact that the hateful homicide had been recorded and streamed live on social media, that was their starting point. And they were able to talk to the individual who had that that footage, who had streamed it live from his phone, Sean Quincy, this 24 year old cisgendered black man. And they bring him in and he ultimately lets them know that it was James, James Lee James Jr. Who shot and killed Bella Pugh and also fled the scene. That's why it took them three days to finally apprehend James Lee James Jr. And as you can hear my audience, him using, you know, inflammatory derogatory remarks. This is what Bella faced, her last moments of life, this anger, aggression. Except in this time, in this case, he didn't have a gun. To react. He's handcuffed. But unfortunately for Bella, when she was met with the same type of response, reaction, it was much more violent and deadly. And this left her dead, bleeding out on the ground and pronounced dead just a little after 2 a.m. Well, James Lee James Jr. was then remanded without bond and his trial, the the initial trial of him in terms of kind of the whole preliminary hearing and getting all of that process began was set for February 17th of 2021. However, James Lee James Jr.'s uh, public defender has had a series of delays put in place. These series of delays have stemmed from you know, citing that the, the, the footage of Bella's last moment shouldn't even be evidence to whether it was actually James Lee James or someone who resembled him. All of these different scenarios and factors have been brought into place. But nonetheless, Tiffany Pugh, the mother of Bella Pugh, has been adamant that she will be at every hearing, every trial for Bella in every single case to make sure that james lee james does not get set free because the reality is for them that and, and for everyone who is who is aware of the situation james lee james jr pulled out his gun the gun that he had illegally and committed this hateful homicide all because of the way that Bella was expressing herself. How dare she come to this party and dance and prance and have fun and even pursue romances, right? This is the violence and the anger that he was expressing to others before he confronted Bella. So they, so we know prior to this that he was already inferior at the fact that the woman that he found himself attracted to that was out there dancing, also evident on social media too, having a good time, he finds himself attracted to her, this beautiful 19 year old teenager. And then she has this beautiful long hair and her one piece jumpsuit representing her pride colors. And then all of a sudden, you know, he gets this reality check that Bella is not a cisgendered woman. She does not identify even as a cisgendered woman. And his ego, Right, because he's very voiceless. He's very vocal on how, you know, who he is, as you could hear. So he definitely, his ego was bruised. He had made it very public that he was attracted to Bella. And all of this, these conversations are going into play as Sean Quincy is, is, is laying all of this out for Detective Masters, who wants to understand how this individual who arrived at this party just an hour prior, would then go and take someone's life just for simply dancing and being themselves. And again, what was described as the party of the year, this hateful homicide of this 19 year old, beautiful black gender non-conforming teen, life gone, who was preparing to go to Paris, whose ashes are now gonna be scattered there as a way to remember Bella. And all because Bella was just being Bella. But again, how do we now go forward with the justice system and the justice for Bella? What does that look like? That looks like a hate crime statute being in place for the state of Alabama to assure that perpetrators like James Lee James never commits hateful homicides like this again, and then can use and blame the victim for being dressed and expressing who they are as a motive and also as a as a method of being able to get away with a hate crime even if james lee james which he has been charged with second degree murder but even if he was to get you know not found guilty of that crime and at the very least aggravated assault then what happens where is the justice for the pew family? Where's the justice for Bella? James Lee James, at the very least, could serve a minimum of 14 years if convicted. And we know, unfortunately, my audience, sometimes that does not happen in every case. So James Lee James Jr. and his attorney have been working tirelessly to continue to push this case out. And so by now, 2022, my goodness, a new year. I can't believe it. Happy New Year, you all. (laughs) this case really we're gonna see how it continues to unfold and there will be some updates as we go into season three there will be an update on bella's case as well but making sure that we raise awareness around these types of these cases especially in spaces like alabama especially our southern spaces that still have a lot of work to do especially when it comes to making sure that their state legislator is like legislative is being reflective of all of its community members and that includes trans, transgender, gender non-conforming, gender non-binary, and gender-expansive community members. But I also wanted to take a moment and just share with you all the celebration of life that was um, held for Bella on December 20th of
1: 2020. He was already facing charges for another murder, okay?
2: The Pritchard family is still searching for answers tonight as to why their son was killed at a party Sunday. They're calling their son's death a hate crime. Today, there was a celebration of life in the streets of Pritchard. NBC 15's Justin Moore joins us now. Justin, the family said their son was killed for living his truth.
1: That's right, Kim. Jaheen Q was killed just 12 days before Christmas. His parents say it's going to be tough going through the holiday without him. (laughs) hook signs, and music. Dozens of cars parading the bill in remembrance of 19-year-old Johnnie Pugh. Mardi Gras was his favorite time, but so we're gonna make a little Mardi Gras. Today. Pugh was gunned down at a Christmas party in Pritchard on Sunday. Police arrested 33-year-old James Lee James for murder. The teen's mom believes her son was killed because he was wearing women's clothing at the party. I'm gonna go to every car here. I'm going to make sure he does not kill anybody else's child. I don't want nobody else to feel how I feel today. This outside estimate was vibrant as family and friends gathered to celebrate Joaquin's life. His mom says her son didn't want a traditional funeral. My son told me he didn't want no funeral. That wouldn't. He he ain't a sad person. So we're giving him a celebration of his epic 19 years on his work. Unicorn balloon were released in memory of the team who had his whole life ahead of him. My baby wanted to go to Paris. It was a rainbow river and a trail he wanted to go So I'm getting his ass out, and I'm taking him everywhere he wanted to go. His dad says he never thought he would have to marry with his son. I love your kids for who they are no matter what. You know? Because, like, one minute you be here to mention it, you gone.
0: And that is the important message to everyone who is listening. Love each other while we're here. Whether you have a family member who is similar to Jaheen, Barbie, Bella. Whether you have a family member who's similar to someone like me, who identifies as a trans woman. Whether you just know me. Regardless, we need to make sure that we continue to love each other and be there for each other because we can be here one minute and go on the next. And so that is what is so important about this case, my audience, is when we think about this, these series of events, you know, you have these last moments of Bella's life, you know, really in essence of who she is, of who they are, who they were happy, vibrant. And that is what you could hear with the honking, the very Mardi Gras style, you know, celebration of life. And those ashes will be scattered in Australia, in Paris and everywhere else that Bella wanted to go. Tiffany, you know, again, like so many other amazing mothers and fathers in these cases who have stood by their children and affirmed them. I just wanna again give you kudos for the advocacy work that you're doing in Alabama for making sure that there will be justice for Bella and myself and others who do advocacy work in Alabama as well. Please know we are here for you. And you know, it's so important that we make sure that we just remember that Bella's voice mattered and that this individual who was just several months shy of turning 20 and had a whole future of traveling abroad and dancing and seeing the world lived and died in Pritchard, Alabama on Rosedale Avenue on that Sunday morning December 13th of 2020 just two weeks before Christmas. One of the beautiful things about Bella, you know, is that she was a gift giver. And so Bella had already had gifts set aside for her family prior to her hateful homicide, not knowing that it would be the last of the gifts that she would be giving, but it's just the thoughtfulness, right? The preparedness that goes into just having those gifts ready sooner than later, because again, like you said, you just never know. And, when we think about this case, my audience, it's important for us to understand that, again, states like Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, Louisiana, so many others that are very closed-minded when it comes to advocacy and justice and equality and equity for everyone. We have to begin to expand and broaden. Because the reality is, is that Bella's life should not have been taken for being themselves. Jaheen, rather he expresses himself or rather Bella expresses herself or Barbie, however they decide to express, should be able to without the fear of being murdered, without the fear of being shot, without the fear of being confronted. My audience, there's so much work to be done. There's a lot of work to be done. And again, Tiffany, we stand beside you. And again, if anyone needs additional resources, please reach out to me. Please also reach out to Derenisha Duncan at the Take T-A-K-E. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram, as well as Derenisha Duncan. And so those resources are available in Alabama, also in Montgomery, Alabama, My um hometown there is the newly designed bayard rusted community center and bayard ruster is an amazing was an amazing um black african-american cisgendered queer man who just was huge and pivotal in the civil rights march of 1963 so that is who the the community center is named after and i think that is a beautiful gesture it's his kudos for oftentimes being overlooked in that piece of history so that space is also available as well in montgomery alabama and then also there's an beautiful LA LGBT center space in Birmingham, Alabama. So just to give you a sense of just the visibility that's there and resources that are in Alabama. But again, we do have to recognize that there's still a lot of infrastructure work, especially with our state policies that must begin to be you know, eradicated and reformed that are gonna be reflective of everyone in the state of Alabama. I should be able to walk in my home state and know that if something happened to me, that justice would be served, that my perpetrator, that the person who committed the hateful homicide would be charged with a hate crime. And it shouldn't just be up to the federal, right? It should also be up to my state, where I reside, where I pay taxes, where I take my DMV photo, right? All of these pivotal things that I do as a citizen that should also be reflected in justice for me. And so these are the conversations that Tiffany is having with the legislative of Alabama. And I'm hoping that the governor Kay Ivey and so many others who are part of the legislative team out there continue to do the work that is necessary to begin to make the changes that is required to assure that everyone Especially those of the LGBTQ community, especially those of the trans community, gives the justice that is deserved and required because this is what is this is what is needed. This is truly part of what I mentioned so much, my audience, about empathy and having empathy for others, and that is what is needed now more than ever. You know, and as we prepare to conclude this case, you know, I just really wanted to again just think about Bella and think about her life and the things that she was looking forward to and how it is so important that we remember that Bella was just a beautiful young 19-year-old who went to a party. and. It was described to her and she described it as the party of the year. And unfortunately came across James Lee James Jr. on December 13th of 2020, not realizing that within just 30 minutes of that encounter that she would be laying on the ground bleeding Mm -hmm. to death and was heartbreaking is that this case is that there were so many people that were there. Over 100 people. And all of them, some of them, even just one of them, should have, could have, intervened. And they didn't. And as a result, a 19-year-old has lost their life just a few months shy of their 20th birthday and setting traveling plans to go to Paris and now Tiffany Pugh and Antonio Ruggs and DeAndre Brown have lost their child and Bella's siblings have lost Bella and Barbie and Jaheim all of those lives are now gone and what's just heartbreaking is that again there were people there there were people there who
1: could have
0: and who should have really, really gotten the justice for Bella.
2: Police are investigating a homicide that happened yesterday. WKRG News follows Tiffany Gray joins us now in the studio and Tiffany, you spoke exclusively with Joe Johnson's family. Yes, Roseanne, such a tragic story and the family say it's all still unbelievable.
0: And again, as you could hear, just the the effects of this afterwards, just how unbelievable this has rippled through the news media in Alabama. The case has even reached um, resources such as The Advocate, also resources from the Human Rights Campaign through media, as well as LGBTQ Nation. So again, Bella's case will not go unnoticed. It will not go unheard. And again, please, The resource that I just shared with you is called Crime Alert. Please, if you have any other tips and resources, reach out to Tiffany Gray and others with the Crime Stoppers team, as well as the Montgomery, excuse me, Mobile County Police Department. You can leave an anonymous tip because what we wanna make sure is that when James Lee James Jr. goes to trial, that there is no mistake on justice being served. At the very least, he should get and be charged with and serve time for second-degree murder. So again, my amazing sibling, Bella, Barbie, Jaheen, we remember you yesterday, today, tomorrow, forever, and always, born 2001 and resting on since December 13, 2020. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of A Hateful Homicide. My name is Mallory Jenna Robinson. You can follow us at A Hateful Homicide on Instagram. You can also like us on Facebook. You can follow me at Mallory Jenna 90 on Facebook as well as Instagram. And then please also use the hashtags True Crime, Trans Awareness, Nonconforming, Suspense Saturdays. Again, please join me as we get ready to wrap up season two. We have about three more episodes left. And I just want to say thank you all so much for just being an amazing audience and just for always just helping me raise awareness by sharing these stories and again by making sure that the victims continue to have a voice. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Oh, you so much. Mwah. Until next Saturday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, have a great day and Happy
1: New Year.